Congratulations, you. You're listening to a Radio 191 FM podcast. Yes, you are. Uh, we now have Hannah on air with us. Hi, Hannah. Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. So wonderful to have you on. For those who have just joined in, joined in and are listening, Hannah is a person who is involved with the New Zealand Young Writers Festival coming up here in Otipoti. Um, and they are participating as a speaker in two events at the festival. Do you want to tell us a little bit about the two events that you'll be speaking at there? Um, yeah, sure. Um, so the first event is uh, an event uh, where there's four of us speaking. So there's myself. Um, oh, my gosh. I'm seven and a half months pregnant, so I just have lots of baby... I have a bit of a baby brain. Yeah, absolutely. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm getting, like, the two, the two events confused in my head. Sure. Um, but, <laughs> but I have Emma Neal, um, what's it called, uh, a young writer named Fina, who's from um, Otipoti, and then we have a fourth person that's joining us as well, who I haven't met yet. Um, and so we're going to be talking about, or speaking about gender and writing. Um, and then the second event that I'm involved in is um, called Getting Our Feet Wet. And so that's looking at um, the climate change and I guess like rising water levels um, and writing. Um, so that, that, I mean, that one's quite exciting. And I think, yeah, there's uh, Robin Marie Pickens is in that one. And Jordan Hamal, and um, it's organised by a person named Zoe Hines, who I haven't met yet. Um, awesome. But Robin, Robin Marie Pickens is a writer from Otipotsi as well. Great. Very exciting. Two very important and interesting events as well. Um, and specifically with gender being an important, an important topic within our society at the moment, uh, I guess, like, not just in terms of dissecting the binary, but also understanding cultural beliefs and stuff, you know? Yeah, definitely. Um, I think it'll be quite an interesting conversation because it's also just um, all of us, uh, when we did meet initially, we had a kind of conversation around how we're just more interested in normalising it rather than it being something that we feel that we have to explicitly address in writing all the time. It's more something that is just a part of you rather than um, something that needs to necessarily have um, specific kind of, uh, I guess, like placeholders for it. Yeah, if that makes sense. yeah, yeah. No, totally. I, I very much understand where you're going with that. That's really cool. Um, it's really awesome that people are having these kind of conversations and stuff you know uh just like having that multifaceted approach to gender and stuff yeah definitely and i think I, yeah i will probably speak a lot on i guess um the gender binary is very um rigid i guess within a lot of like tell maori frameworks yes and also just being pregnant and um yeah like the fact that people constantly ask me about what I'm having yeah. and like the, all these expectations that are already on my unborn child that I haven't even 
you know, it's like yeah, it's, it's not even it's it's a it's a baby. Yeah, it's it's just a baby. It's a child. It's just a baby. Them alone. <laughs> yeah, I know. I always used to think it was quite funny, especially well, not necessarily funny, but there was um, that gender reveal party in America last year that started all of those wildfires. Oh and yeah, just, that was terrible. You know that that preemptive placement on gender. Is, it was almost. Um, poetic <laughs> yeah I've really fought hard to be like nothing blue nothing pink yeah yeah absolutely just because and it's annoying because I like both of those colors but I don't want it to yeah <laughs> you don't want, <laughs> don't want like, the like... connotation that goes with it unfortunately yeah, exactly. it's still there um but... especially growing up having things like you know being gifted things like um like an iron and like a pram and a, like a yes, yeah, a baby, and not really wanting to necessarily play with those things, mm-hmm. like in, in the way that those things are kind of in, like are pushed onto you. But I feel like it is changing the kind of conversations around gender, especially, um, are slowly changing. Yeah, but then it's interesting being pregnant because that's kind of the height of, uh, I guess, idealized womanhood. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> like yeah. weird being non-binary and not adhering to that. Yeah. So, no, absolutely. Yeah. That's got to be a whole different experience of its own. Yeah. <laughs> um, so your other event is also talking about climate change, which impacts so many different cultures and communities in different ways. Um, what would be some takeaway points that you would share with people living in Aotearoa regarding awareness for our environment and our many cultures? Well, I think, first of all, living in Otipoti um, and considering that a lot of the research that um, so the person leading the conversation, this person named Zoe Hines, um, who's been researching rising water levels. Yeah, um, so Dathanina is going to be underwater yeah, um, yeah. very soon. And that's kind of, I don't know, I think that's a really troubling thing to consider and to be thinking about while living here especially with the expected kind of population growth in Dunedin. Um, And obviously we're in the middle of a housing crisis. Um, But I guess for me, it's just like interconnecting different struggles and how they all relate back to the climate crisis. Like, I find it really interesting that no, none of our politicians have put together the fact that um, COVID-19 is related to the climate crisis. Mm-hmm. You know, we're going to have more and more of these kinds of outbreaks because of the way that we've been living and because of the unsustainable way that we've been living. Absolutely. Um, which I think is something that I probably wanted to talk about, but I guess in terms of um, thinking about from an Indigenous point of view as well, that Indigenous people are first and usually worst affected by climate change. We see that all across the Pacific but also in terms of like environmental racism within New Zealand Absolutely. and how that affects predominantly like Pohara, like Māori and Pacific communities first. I mean, you see that with the way that people are struggling um, through lockdown in places like Auckland um, and those communities being hit hardest and worse um, by COVID. Um, that's not like, that's related to the climate as much as it's related to the, the economic situation that we live in, um, and yeah, sorry, yeah. my thoughts are a bit like floundering. But no, yeah. no, you're you're absolutely correct. There's so many different things that play in, and people sort of stick to one and sort of sit with that. <laughs> 
and they yeah, don't consider... they don't realize that it's plural and that exactly. they're all kind of interconnected struggles. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, how do you think that we could move forward in Aotearoa to make literature and writing more inclusive and aware of our communities? Um, I think, for starters, lots of publishing houses need to publish more Māori and Pacific writers. Um, our festivals need to include more Māori and Pacific writers. Um, that has to be like a priority. You can't just say that you support Tutoriti and not include, incorporate mana whenua. Yes. Um, yeah, I think it's just more walking, um, like walking the walk that you talk. Is that, is, is that yeah, the right way? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Did I say that right? I know, I really like the way that you said that. That's really, that's really clever. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, I think that's the main thing that I would think about with literature and also just letting, like, and also there being spaces for professional development so that we can have good Māori editors, we can have people, Māori people running literature spaces. I mean, we do have things, you know, like there's the Literature Awards, which I think are soon, there's like publishing houses like Huya, but we just need kind of more. Yeah, absolutely. Always yeah. more support in the area, right? Yeah, definitely. So that's the best way to um, do it, like to start at least. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, I know you've had you've had many works published as well as being part of this festival and you are having a big year, especially with being seven and a half months pregnant. <laughs> um, are you working on anything else right now? Um, I am... Mostly just working on like embroideries for as I, I have an art practice, but I yeah I've I've been trying to write, but it's been very difficult because I just um, my brain it's weird like you can concentrate for a while when you're pregnant, and then once you get further along, your brain just kind of stops working. Yeah, <laughs> or like it doesn't stop working; it just works in a different way. Your priorities shift, mm-hmm. but definitely next year. Um, because I run a, um, a publishing kind of venture with my partner Morgan Godfrey and I think called Katie Pie Press. Yes. Yeah. And I think we'll just be doing more projects next year, um, kind of trying to do another publication. We did, we just published one over Matariki and we'll probably do another one and maybe another education program. That'll be amazing. So, yeah. But, yeah, definitely next year after the... After the baby's born. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being on air with us and talking to us today. Oh, no worries. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, and for anyone who wants to head to the uh, New Zealand Young Writers Festival, just a reminder that because we are in Level 2, you will have to book tickets for those. So head to the website and check it out. Yeah. Um. <laughs> awesome, thank you so much Thank you for listening to a Radio 191 FM podcast There's heaps more at r1.co.nz